You're listening to the Two Pauls in a Pod podcast. I'm Paul Merriman. Sorry, I was drinking there. I'm Paul Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right, let's go with it. Uh, so, this podcast, we're going to be talking about pensions. Now, don't turn the podcast off Hang just on. yet. Hang on. Stick with it. We're going to make a bit of crack. We're going to probably educate you in relation to pensions. And don't worry, if you don't have a pension, you might not need one just yet either. So, we're going to try and get through in this podcast is when you need a pension and when you need to look after now. So you might be somebody that's listening today that needs to take a chill pill, not worry about pensions, look after now the next two, three, five years. But this episode should hopefully let you know what you need to do in year five or ten. So we're going to make it really simple for you to understand. So Paul, this is the thing where this was the episode that I was a bit nervous about. And Me too. Uh, <laughs> because it is the kind of thing where a lot of people would ask, like, why, why should we have one? Like, what's the, why should we have a pension? Okay. Let's start off there. Great question. A great place to start. I'm going to throw a question straight back at oh, you. Jesus. Okay. Do you know what the state pension is? No. Okay. Guess. 150, 306, 306. Right. Are you going 306, what, a week? Pounds. Euro, what, where are we? We're in Dublin. Euro. I genuinely have no idea. Okay, so what would you think it is? Let's get like, give me a figure. A week? Ah, oh, this is embarrassing now. I mean, well, it's not because you're not sixty-six, like. Yeah, I know, but I should kind of notice people. But I guess this is what it's for. This is what the thing is. So, yeah. guys, I'm on your side. You're on mine. Uh, just stay with me here. Uh, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to blag until you actually just What's tell the me. the fucking answer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I was in maths class in school. I just keep yeah. talking until I'm going to throw a book three. or a ruler at your head now. Yeah, so yeah. give me the answer. Okay, I'm going to go for. Uh, I'm going to go for 250 quid. Just to. Uh, he had to have googled that. There's oh, no that fucking is? way. No, genuinely, I it's two hundred and fifty-three thirty. Is moment. it really? Yeah. Oh my god. No way. You could be that good. No, it genuinely. Really? I okay, know you a got brilliant me. actor so and all that, but it's I'm really good looking. But <laughs> so, I genuinely didn't know. Swear. Edit that out because it's the fifth time he's dropped it in. Like he's clearly looking for work. Uh, okay, so <laughs> it is. It's two hundred fifty-three quid a week. Now, wow. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be smart when I say this for you. Okay. So mm-hmm. you're saying why would you need a pension? Why? A lot of people can't live on 253 quid per week, okay? Now, in January 2023, it's increased, okay? So, it was 253 quid last year. It's now 265 euro 30, okay? Or just under 13,800 a year, mm-hmm. okay? Now, the reason I'm not being rude to you, but I yeah. know you, we spoke about this in previous episodes, you are obviously, from an acting point of view, you have sporadic income coming in and going out. Yeah. But not many individuals can live on 30 and grand. Now, I know people might be listening today, they might be on minimum wage, I get that. But average, when people get to 65 years of age, they're probably going from the average full-time wage in Ireland is in around 45 grand, okay? Yeah. So you're going to go from 45 grand to 30 and grand. And that's with the state contributory pension. Yeah. So the state will give you a contributory pension if you've paid enough PRSA stamps and they'll give you the non-contributory pension if you have them, which is less, okay? Yeah. Now, they'll also give you more if you have a dependent spouse that hasn't got a pension either or doesn't qualify for PRSI. So PRSI is what you see in your pay slip that pays the system. That money goes into the system and it pays all the state pensions, okay? So not many people can live on 13 grand. So the idea of a pension is that we'll all get something from the state currently in Ireland. Once you get to 66, you qualify for the contributory or the non-contributory pension, okay? Let's just say it's 13 and a half grand on average. Yeah. Not many people can live it. So the idea of having a, your own pension plan is to top that up. A pension is just a long-term savings account. That's all it is. Forget about everything else you have in your head as a listener today. It's a savings account that you just don't want to touch until you get to age 55, 60, 65 or 70, depending on when you need it. If you're somebody 
that wants to retire at 55 or 60 years of age and the state pension doesn't currently kick in until you're 66 years of age, you're going to need something else. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because you're going to stop working at 60 or 58 or whatever that dream is. You need something else to bring in income to the house because you're not going to get any state pension until you're 66. There's a massive discussion going on in this country at the moment, or should be, it's going to be pushed under the carpet, about the state age. So currently the state pays the pension from 66. It should be 68, okay? So it should be two years later. People should work a little bit longer before they get the state pension. The reason for that is that we are living longer as people. So I'm going to go back to my own granddad here. When my granddad was 70-odd years of age, I was a nipper, and I thought he was so old. Now, my dad isn't far off that age bracket. I'm not mm-hmm. going to give you his age because you shoot me. He's not far off that age bracket. And he's not an old man, in my opinion. Yeah. So he's going to live way longer than what my granddad did, and we're probably going to live way longer than our parents are. Yeah. And the longer you live, the more the state have to pay that 13 grand. Okay? So therefore, the state hasn't changed that rule in decades. If you look at it, my granddad got the state pension years ago. He maybe got it at 65 years of age. He was, I think, 60, 74. Okay? So nine years. Now, my dad might live to 1995. Hope he has a long and healthy life. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we're going to pay that 13 grand loss. It's getting more expensive to fund that pension. That makes sense? Yeah. So the state government at the moment don't want to move it out to 68 years of age. The reason being is that they're afraid to lose the votes. Because the people that are typically in between 55 and 65 years of age voters, go yeah. votes. Yeah. Okay. So if they move it to 68, they're going to be all pissed off and they probably won't vote for Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael or whatever they usually vote. And that's where this big conundrum is. Now, the problem for people like me and you in our 40s, oh, you're not there yet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but you're close enough. So the problem for people in their, in my age demographic, going to be between 35 and 45, I'm 40. Yeah. But the problem for me is that when I get there, if they don't move the state pension quick enough, it's going to be broken. So I think when I get to retirement age, the state pension will minimal be 70 years of age. There's not a hope in me getting it at 68, in my opinion. Because right. they can't simply afford to give it to me at 68. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to wait to 70, if not 72, to be honest. So wow. therefore, if I want to retire at 60, I'm probably not going to see the state pension for another decade. So I have to have something in place. Yeah. And the big thing here is that you don't want to be relying on the Irish government. Like, I feel really sorry. And I'm not coming across, hopefully, as obnoxious to people here. But when you see people, like, looking for five euro increases to pay for their electricity bills yeah. and their fuel and looking for fuel allowance because they're only relying on the state pension, the current cost of living, that's absolutely appalling. Yeah. That's absolutely appalling. And it must be very stressful to live like that. I don't want to live like that. You don't want to live like that. No and does, nobody yeah. now does. So there's a dem- there's an age profile here of people that might be listening today that between maybe, whatever, 20s right up to maybe 50s, 60s, whatever it is. It's up to you. You can't rely on the Irish government. You can't rely on a Taoiseach and you can't rely on a Department of Finance or a Finance Minister to look after your future. And that's one thing I've learned in this industry. You have to look after it yourself. So you're going to have to have some type of, some type of provision. Now that provision could be a rental property. It could mm. be your mom and dad's inheritance. When they pass away, they might be giving you money. It could be lost. It doesn't have to be a pension, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But the fundamental piece of a pension is that the pension is just a savings account you put money into that you access when you get to 65 or 60 or whenever you want to go. And the idea is the more you get in, the quicker you get out. <laughs> so if you've yeah. got loads of money in there at 60, you'll probably get out. If you've got no money in at 60, you have to fund from 60 to 70. You might be 70 before you can stop working. Yeah. Things you need to consider. Do I mind working to 70 or 75? Some people might not. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Have I got a mortgage? If I haven't got a mortgage and I'm 40 and I'm going to get a mortgage at 45, I'll probably still be paying it back when I'm 70. So therefore, I can't go at 65 because I still have a mortgage payment coming out. Am I going to get on the property ladder? So some people listening today probably won't be on the property ladder. And they might never be on the property ladder. They might end up always renting. 
Now, what happens when you're renting and the government's giving you 13 grand a year as your pension and your rent is two grand? How does that work? It doesn't work. So you're fucked. And I'm sorry to say that in that way, but you are and they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you need a pension. So I think before we get in, I know you've loads of questions. I know you want me to do a few figures and we do all that kind of good stuff. But just to set the tone for this for people, I'm not trying to scare monger. Your pension is a tax-efficient vehicle. So the easiest way to build wealth in Ireland is actually through a pension plan. Now, if you're 40 and you're thinking of getting out 60, you have 20 years to go. If you're 40, you can probably oh, so remember... Sorry, say it again. If you're 40... And you're going to go at 60, you want to retire at 60 yeah. and not work from 60, you've got 20 years to go. Yeah. If you're 40, you can also remember your 20s, just about your 21st birthday. It probably feels like a blink yeah. when you were your 21st. Yeah. It's going to be a blink by the time you're 60. Yeah. Okay? So the point of a financial plan and me talking today is to make sure you get to enjoy your life between now and 60 and now put all your money into your pension and not stress about being 60 because you have to fund now and you have to have fun. You have to have, whether you have kids or whether you're single, whatever your situation is, you want to have a good time between now and 60 and keep in one eye on the fact of when I get to 60 or 70, the Irish government are not going to be looking after me and I need to have something stuff for myself. Mm-hmm. Pension comes with massive tax relief, which I'll get into in a second. But all a pension is a savings account. That's it. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't worry about investing. Don't worry about anything else. Just say it's a long-term savings account in an account that I can't access till I get to 60. And that's all it is. Yeah. Simple, in my opinion. And as you're saying about the tax. Yes. What's going on with the tax so, there? Why should I? So, in Ireland, we pay income tax. And yeah. we pay income tax from January up to €40,000. Okay? So, since January the 1st, you can earn up to €40,000 and you're going to be on the lower of income tax, 20% of income tax. I think above 40,000 is going to be taxed at 40%. And this is where it comes in really handy for pensions. If you put, just keep the figure simple, 100 quid into a pension plan and you're on the lower of income tax, revenue give you back 20% because you're only paying 20% tax. Yeah. If you're on the higher of income tax, they give you back 40%. Okay. So if you put 100 euro in, they're going to give you back 40 euro. Yeah. Okay. So you're getting 40% back. Now, just to make the sums really, really, really complicated for people, if I give you if you give me sixty euro today, mm-hmm. and I gross that up to hundred, so I give you forty quid to go in with it, that's a sixty-six percent return. So you can talk about investments and Bitcoin and all the kind of nonsense out there, but a higher rate of relief on a pension is the equivalent of getting a sixty-six percent per annum return on your money. Write that down. Which is what I was literally about to do there, and I realised sixty-six. So there's nowhere in the world, there's nowhere in the world where you can be guaranteed a sixty-six percent return. The Irish government are literally saying here's a sixty-six percent return. Okay. And by the way, you can invest that money, and anything that grows, boy, you don't get taxed on. So in Ireland, if you have a stockbroker account, you make money, you get CGT. If you have an investment account for a life company, CGT, uh, capital gains tax. Sorry, Paul. Capital gains tax at thirty-three percent. Where in a pension, there's no tax on your growth. So it's the fundamental easiest way to grow your wealth is through a pension. The only thing is you can't touch until you get to 60 in most cases. Yeah. Okay. So it's a really good way. I'll give you a couple of figures to start us off. Yeah, let's get into the science okay. bit. So the science bit and the figures bit. Now the figures are quite interesting. Now just bear in mind that they're going to be figures that are not going to suit everybody. So I'm going to try and give an example and try and give as much of an example and try and what's what we're looking for kind of give different examples of the figures if I can find my figures flapping around here. Oh, there they are. Okay. So figure was. Okay. Now, bear in mind, if you can afford this, so there's not something that every listener today can afford, and we're going to get to different types of pension plans in a second as well. If you can put 300 euro from your own back pocket into a pension plan, so 75 quid a week, yeah, okay, so 75 euro per week, if you can afford 75 quid a week, 
you're going to put 300 quid into the pension and the government are going to give you tax relief. And you're the, if you're on the high rate of income tax, you're earning over 40 grand. They're going to give you an extra 200 quid with that. So you're going to put in three, they're going to put in two. So you're at 500 quid per month. If you are 30 years of age and you're going to go to 65 years of age by the time you retire and you put in 500 quid per month into a pension and the pension returns a return of an average of 6% per annum because you're going to invest your money which you get into a second. Guess what you'll have? I've absolutely no idea. 712 grand. Jesus. Jesus is right. Okay. So, So, yeah. just think of that. So, you got 712 grand. You got 712 grand in your pension account. Loads of ways to take it out. We're going to do that again. Mm-hmm. So, that's how you build wealth. Now, I'm actually going to take the calculator out and I hope people do this with me just to make it more interactive. Don't do this if you're driving so or if you're jogging. So, pull over the side of the road and do it if you want. So, if you take out your calculator and you put in 75 euro per, per sorry, 300 euro per month, okay, and you multiply that by 12, it's 3,600 a year. Okay, right. and you're 30 years of age, you're going to 65 is 35 years. Multiply by 35, you've put in 126 grand of your own money, and between tax relief and investment return of 6%, you've got to 712,000 euro. That's insane. So you've put in, just to say, 126,000 euro, and you've got to 712. There's no investment in the world that does that. I think we're all looking at each other here in the studio just going, eh, I'll be back in a minute, just going on your phone here. <laughs> just going to set a pension up. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, that's what I say. So this stuff should be taught in school. And this is what I'm really hoping to get through from an educational point of view in this podcast. Because this is so, so, so important. It's a single-handed best way. But the problem is, if I go back and I do that example, right? And I say, right, let's say you wait five years. So in my example, you were 30 years of age and yeah. you put the money in. Let's go 10 years time. Let's say you start the pension at 40, okay? Yeah. So you're 10 years older and you're going to the party at 40. You now have 346K in the fund. So you've literally halved your fund. Yeah. But over that period of time, it only would have cost you 36 grand. So the fact that you've waited 10 years... You've missed 36 grand out of your life now, but mm-hmm. you've cost yourself 350 grand in your retirement age. Okay. Brain numb and stuff. Yeah, I feel like, sick. Absolutely mental. You would feel sick. So there's a few things you need to look at here, Paul. First of all, you need to keep increasing your contribution. So when you start off with 500 quid per month, you need to keep increasing that with inflation. So probably around 2.5-3%. Now, I know inflation's gaga at the moment. Generally, yeah, over your yeah. lifetime, inflation about 2.5%. So you need to increase your pension. So that means the 700 grand, mine is very simple interest, just, just straight across 712. If you keep increasing your 712, we'll probably get to one point something million, but we'll have the buying power of 700 grand today's terms. So I hope that's not losing you. So if you get the 712 grand, if you just put 500 quid a month in flat, flat the whole for the next three years, you'll have 712 grand, but 712 grand won't buy you what it will today. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to make sure the fundamental rule of investing or pensions that people don't talk about is increasing your pension contribution. So that 500 becomes comes 502 507 5012 when do you do that like every how? year so as you're hopefully going up on the pay scale or if you're making more money you might do yeah. every two or three years yeah yeah it'll be different if you're a company director and you're a shareholder director if you're an employee if you're self-employed all these things come into place there's loads of different pension plans out there but do you know what it's not that i want to get into them in the podcast because they're too complicated and i'm going to confuse people so what i really wanted to get across today is that's how a pension works. It's just a long-term savings account. Forget about type pension. Forget about company, self-employed, PAYE. You need to discuss that with a kind of, a, 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 you know, an advisor, someone that you trust that yeah. can bring you through that, okay? Now, what we talk about when it comes to pension plans is that 
when you get to retirement age, you can take them out at different stages. So sometimes sometimes you can access a company pension plan from 50. Sometimes it needs to be 65. Sometimes it's be 70. So it depends on what your contract is. Yeah. So it's really, really, really important. But all I want to get across today is you're going to need a pension at some stage of your life. No disrespect. If you haven't, you're just literally going to have a ridiculously miserable life when you get... And I really mean that because you're not going to be able to... If you have no mortgage and you have no house yet and you're not have a pension, you're literally... Just, you're doing yourself an injustice you're, though, yeah, yeah. but it's not about doing it today by the way I don't want everyone run out getting pensions today yeah. you can afford it great you can afford 50 quid or 25 quid like if you do those figures at 35 and I can't put 75 quid in and I can only put 25 quid in yeah, it's so well, you're probably going to have 200 grand at 65 it's better than nothing big time so, 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 and to start and so with that start sorry yeah. to interrupt me, so with that start like and you know I do want to run out the door and do this, but uh, I won't because we've the rest of the show to do. But um, <laughs> how do you go about it if you're like, <laughs> oh my God, how do you go? Because when you make you it just so... just 712 grand I'll now, just keep you? me the money, will you? <laughs> uh, but like, where do you start? What do you do? I know you're in employment, you different kind of jobs, so you get it, a pension plan. Okay, so first of all, stuff. okay, let's do that. So if you're in a company Pen, if you're in a company and the employer provides a company pension plan, yeah. join that ASAP because that's what I've just done on steroids. So if you have a situation where your employer has a company pension plan, they have to contribute and you have to contribute. So it might be a case that they're going to put in 75 quid a week, with you? Then you've got to have 1.4 million at retirement age, yeah. which is ridiculous. Uh, first of all, if you don't have a company pension plan, you can set up what's called a personal pension or a PRSA. A PRSA is a personal retirement savings account. You can pick them up through a life assurance company. You can give us a shout at askpaul.ie. We do it for people every day of the week. And it's really, really, really important that you get really good advice around the pension structure that's right for you. So whether you're a PAYE, whether you're self-employed, how you're going to claim that tax back because you have to go through a process to get the tax back which we do for people all the time as well. So it's really important you just get really good advice off someone you trust. That's it. And that's Never, so ever, 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 ever go to a bank. Because the commissions on these things are excruciating through a bank. So a bank will try to sell people pensions, never go there. Because all the banks in Ireland are tied to life companies. So every bank is tied to Irish life, except Bank of Ireland is tied to New Orleans insurance. So therefore, when you go into the bank, you're just meeting a sales representative from those companies. And the banks are expensive to run. So the commissions on the pensions are excruciatingly high. If anybody has a pension through a bank, speak to a certified financial planner, some of your trust, give it a shout, whatever you want to do, ASAP, because you're probably leaking a lot of commission when you don't need you, to. So you can get out of that? You, if you're you can get out of that and you can change the contract, yeah, you can change okay. the contract more than likely. There might be exit penalties which you can get covered by somebody else or you can leave it there. You could, your, get, you could get those exit penalties covered you could, by You could get by a provider or else provider. you could have a situation where you leave it there and then put your future contribution to another contract and later bring it over. You can amalgamate them. There's loads of rules and regulations around them which uh, a qualified advisor will bring you through. But uh, yeah, it's about getting the advice as soon as possible but if you've you got a problem if you have a, a pension through a bank in my opinion okay so sorry like that's, that's through a company pension and then if you haven't got a company pension you get a personal pension which you can set up uh, it just comes out of your bank account uh, and the main thing is like, just think about that that's a savings account for me in the future but before this I probably should have said this at the top of this episode there's a time and a place for pensions so obviously if you go back to that same example 75 quid a week and I'm 30 if I can go back to 20 that figure is going to be over a million so we yeah. can get started at 20 but in fairness when you're 20 you you're don't really pensions. want to be, but you don't want to be thinking about pensions. Now, the spreadsheet will say yes. This is really important from a financial planning point of view. The spreadsheet will say yes, a 20 year old will have a million. That makes sense. But I think the 20 year old should be in Australia. I think the 20 year old yeah. should be going around Europe. I think they should be having different experiences, different jobs. I definitely don't think a 20 year old should be thinking about 60 year old. I don't. Yeah. The spreadsheet says yes, 
But I don't. I think they should have cash. I think they should have a good time. I think they should be trying to buy a house. Like, I look at people that are in a situation where, like, nurses and teachers, for argument's sake, they have a state pension that's higher than the money mentioned because they're working for the state. Yeah. You know, so they're public service. Uh, and same as civil service. Like, let's just take a teacher, for argument's sake. They have a guaranteed pension when they get to 60. Typically speaking, if a teacher works 40 years, they get half of their salary for the rest of their life. Yeah. So if a teacher retires on 70 grand, they get 35 grand forever from 65 if they've done 40 years from 25 to 65. That's how that works. Teacher can top them up with what's called an additional voluntary contribution, AVC, to make the pop bigger. They don't need it. I come across teachers that have been sold pensions as an AVC from a salesperson that showed them the spreadsheet to say, that looks great, and they're still living at home in the mum and dad's box room. Now, why the fuck would you have 20 grand in a pension, top up in a pension plan from 65-year-old you, if you're still living at home? You should yeah. have that 20 grand or that 10 grand, whatever it is, or the tax in a bank account waiting to go for a deposit for a house. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. need to make life for 65-year-old you better because the pension sales guy said to do it. Yeah. Does that so make for sense? now for something, that, yeah. So it's about balance. So I'm not trying to scare people today. So if you're listening to this and you haven't got a pension, don't worry. You know, if you're, for, well, if you're, fi- well, if you're 60, I would to. worry in fairness. I would, genuinely. I'd, yeah, be, okay. I'd be concerned. If I was 55, I'd be thinking, geez, you want to get but something before sorted. before I get into the other side of that, so how would, if you're 60 and gone, I've worked all, every day I've been given. So you're, you're, you're at 60 now and you're like, what so, do I do? If you're 60 and you're single, you know, you've got a bit of an issue in that you're going to get the state pension, which is 13 grand, 13 eight. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully you'll have no mortgage. If you have a mortgage, you're more than likely going to have to look at selling the house downsizing. Yeah. Because you can't pay a mortgage on 13. Like, it's unless you put a mortgage a couple hundred quid, but generally speaking, they're not. Yeah. So if I was 60, I'd be looking from a financial planning point of view to make sure my main prerogative here is to make sure I have no mortgage. And then I can only live on 13 eight a year. That's yeah. what I have. But I have no mortgage. Yeah. But, you know, that's not going to be particularly comfortable, probably. Yeah. You're going to have to really watch the pennies in old age, which you don't want to do, yeah. technically speaking. Um, and then you put on other things like health service and how bad that is. And you probably want private health care when you get to that age as well. So if you're looking at three grand a year for your private health care and you've got eight, 13 grand coming in, you're down to okay, 10 so grand. So you're really gone. It's scary. That it is, is scary. scary. It is scary. It is. I'm not trying to talk about, but this is what we're it here is, to but do you, as yeah, well. But we're trying to get people out into the outer comfort zone and talk about real life here. Yes, you know, yeah, this yeah. is what we're here for. My instinct is to go, oh, yeah, but what's a good thing? But yeah. it is really I'm good fair play to you. You're right. So, and that is the case if you're 60 odd. And if you're 55, you know, you've got 10 years, you might work until 70. If you're 50, you've got. A, a decent time you know you've got 15 years or possibly till 72 decades 20 years is worth it which are fine so on those figures earlier on you know uh, if you've got 25 years earlier on you've got 346 grand so if you're if you're 40 40 odd years of age you're going to 65 uh, you know you've you've got a you okay and so this pot. is where come be, uh, so going back to you know you're 20 years old you travel the world go out there enjoy your money enjoy the hard work you put in all that kind of stuff which I absolutely agree on yeah um, but you know why um, why is it okay if you don't right now? Why is that okay? Just to but because I think it's about balance. I think I think number one, you're trying to you're trying to go against a twenty year old and trying to say to them, here's the great idea to put money in your pension plan, you know. And it is, it's a really, 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 really good idea, but you're probably not really, really want to do it. <laughs> so and as a 30, 40 year old, I think your time is forty. Yeah, if you're forty years of age, when you really want to be concerned about this, in my opinion, so forty. If you put 75 quid a week in, as I said earlier on, the figure is 346,000. There's loads of, like, for compliance reasons and different things from a voice point of view, it's basically 6% return, go up and down on value and the usual stuff. So this isn't actually advice. This is a discussion topic today. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're just using examples. So if you're looking at 346,000, let's call it 350K to round it up. You're at a good starting point at 40. 
yeah. you know if you wait till 45 that figure goes down to in around 250 and that's just about doable so between 40 to 45 you really want to start thinking about really st- thinking I want to get something going here yeah. you know for my pension and in fairness most people that come to us for financial planning consultation I'd say are in that space are coming with the whole yeah let's get the pension started the kids are somewhat rare this crash fees have stopped the mortgage under control you know and they're feeling that way yeah let's one eye on retirement now and that's yeah. fine now obviously if you had to start in their 20s you'd be better off but we're just being practical. We meet people like I've been 20 years in this career. Very, very few people want to set up pension when they're 20. Of course. They want to travel the world. They want to have a good time. They want to spend time, you know, drinking, okay. social, just having a good time in your 20s. That's yeah. what it should, but that's okay. Once you sort it out by your 35, 40. Mm-hmm. So it's about having the cop on to know that. Um, now, in fairness, I will say, uh, my two kids, uh, you know, they're you know under 20 years of age and I would love to see them setting up a pension plan yeah, yeah. now. And I would. They're my kids. And I will say, and I would. And I would encourage them to do it. But I'd be forcing them into it because that's what I do and I know that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I'd be saying, no, 100%. Now, as soon as you start working, you sign up, you put your money in, it gets your tax rate back. So I believe it's the right thing to do. I think it's the right thing to do. But you have to have that balance. Yeah. Um, so although the spreadsheet says yes, and I would say yes, is, you know, from a father point of view, I'd be saying, yeah, do it. It makes sense. But I realise that the vast, vast, vast majority of people out there what want to do it. Much, yeah. And therefore, as a financial planner, I don't want to be sitting down with 20-year-old kids and telling them, this is what you need to do. Do it now. So, and that's, the, you know, that's having a steady income and stuff like that that we're talking about. And again, we're going to come back to, because it's from my point of view and this is a free session for me. Cheers. Um, but also, if, it, if you're working in a gig economy and you're freelance, in any in any business, not just the arts, yeah. obviously, again, um, you know, wh- what what's your advice there? What, Actually, thanks for bringing this up because you're working gig, gig economy, you're freelancing, yeah. you're a sole trader. So a sole trader is a self-employed yeah. person. So you're self-employed. Mm-hmm. And when you're self-employed, you have to pay your tax on the 31st of October yeah. every year for the previous year. Mm-hmm. So in 2023, October 31st comes, you're paying your tax for 2022. And if you've earned over 40 grand, you're going to be paid the high rate of income tax. And you could just off some of that into a pension plan. So your accountant should be saying, you have a tax bill of eight grand, if you put in two grand to your pension, your pension, your tax will reduce, but you have money in your pension plan. So that's what you should be doing, yeah. if you can afford it. But the problem is that a lot of sell traders, a lot of people, by the time they get to October 31st, have no money left. Yeah. And especially in gig economy, because you're getting paid sporadically. Now, we'd have a lot of really good clients that would be in pension plans and really decent assets in there that are in the kind of sole trader space. So a dentist is a sole trader. Because the dentist can't yeah, be course. a limited company. can't yeah, be limited yeah. from the practice. Uh, you know, GPs, we'd have carpenters, electricians. We'd have loads of people that are sole traders that are paid really regular income because they've got really successful business sole traders. And they pay their pension on a monthly basis or every October. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then gig economy is a little bit more difficult to do unless they've got a really good structure in place and they're make, keeping money aside for their tax at the end of the year and they're going to make the pension contribution. Yeah. But they should be making the pension contribution. They get 20% reduction in their tax bill or 40% reduction depending on how much in, income tax are due. So pay what you can really from whatever you Pay what you can, even with something on an annual basis. You're 60 on an annual self, basis, that's okay. Sorry, if you're, if, you're, if you're not doing it, you can do it monthly if you want and yeah, it comes yeah. off your bill at the end of the 31st of October. So yeah. for argument's sake, last year in 2022, if you've made a pension contribution every year from January to December, 200 quid a month, you've paid 2,400. Yeah. And that's deductible then, a tax relief off that is deductible. Okay. Uh, deductible on 31st of October this year. 31st of October, and that's it's Halloween because it's a fucking nightmare for soldiers. <laughs> that's why it's, that's why it's scarier good. for us than anyone else. Yeah, never heard that one before. That's yeah. a decent one. Oh, every uh, year. Oh, what are you wearing? Why are you dressing up as? I don't care. I can't have to pay my tax. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look I, like a skeleton at that I, point. I can't afford well. yeah. <laughs> or, or a clown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time, yeah. 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 Uh, but look, I think the main thing about this is 
let's not panic people though obviously it's better if you start at 18 and 20 if you have an income tax bill and you're paying income tax you can offer like money to the pension plan so whether it's 50 quid 100 quid oh, sorry, a month sorry, sorry, sorry. so uh, uh, if you're paying income tax if you're paying income tax from whatever, no matter what age like yeah. you have to be 18 to set the pension plan up so if you're working at 18 years of age and you're paying tax even if it is a 20% tax bracket and you want to start a pension plan and put 50 quid a month in or 100 quid a month <clears> you could do that and it's a good idea to do it yeah and it's really clever and it's a really financial savvy thing to do. I'm not trying to say don't do it, but what I am trying to say is that loads of things do come before it as well. Yeah. But if you're really good at money in your early eight, your early 20s, it's a good idea to put a little bit of portion of money away into a pension plan, a small amount of money, keep more on it, uh, and the rest use it for, you know, the deposit and mortgage, etc. Just don't overdo the pension in your 20s. But that's such a relief to hear as well. Not just the 20s, but as you're saying, like there's a lot of stuff that comes into your life before you think, yeah. Jesus, I need the pension. That's not just age in terms of age, brackets it's like you know you've the crash you've the health stuff uh, yeah. for a lot of people and you've uh, mortgages mortgages you just life in general that yeah. you're going jeez I could do with that few quid I'm putting to my pension every week yeah. right now because yeah. it's we're in dire need right now energy costs la, la, la. 100% and by the way if you're in a company pension plan or you're in a pension plan and you're fine at the moment cancel it Stop again, paying if, into you're in a if you're in a company pension plan or you're paying into a pension plan at the moment and you're finding it really difficult to get to the end of the month because the cost of living or someone's lost their job or jobs reduced or salaries are reduced, um, stop paying into your pension plan just for a year or two years. No so big drama. As well. You can pause them as well. Yeah. yeah. So again, why would you put yourself under financial pressure now? If you start your pension, say you're 40, for example, and you start your pension when you're 30 or 10 years paying in, take a break for a year or two. And keep them in your back pocket to pay your ESB and your gas bill if it's gone up so much. Mm-hmm. Don't be not doing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you've already started 10 years ago. You're in good shape or two years ago, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. don't be afraid to pause it. But the fundamental thing here, though, is about behavioral finance. So when people pause stuff that they sign up for, it's very hard to get them back on track. Yeah. Because they get used to that extra money and then the ESB comes down they use the money for, you know, and they going out. Well, that's life. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, we're all, like, you're here for, you know, you work hard, you know, you have to be able to spend your money and have a good time now as well. Yeah. So all I'd say about pensions is, I'm trying to get too technical. I could spend 10 hours talking about technical stuff about pensions and they are quite technical. You need someone you trust. You need someone that's going to sit down, educate you in a consultation for an hour about a pension plan, especially if you have one. If you have a pension plan, you should even be looking to get it reviewed by somebody because it's really, really important to know what you're talking about and know what it is mm. uh, and understand your pension because it's going to be probably 700. In that example, you're going to have something that's worth 700 grand. You're going to know where it's invested and what you're being charged, what the commissions are, all the things you need to know about them. And that's why I always, when I started to ask Paul, my whole ambition about it was to try and get people to talk about this stuff. So yeah. if someone walks into a company pension plan now next year and they start talking, that somebody knows what to ask them or they know about pensions or they know what the important is. Yeah. So, and that's so, so it's, well, it's really, it's, really important. It's a relief for me, as I said at the start of the show, like a, it's a really scary uh, thing to talk about. And it's because it's... And we've never spoke about this. Let's be honest. Like, no, this is no, not no, a, no, this is This, this is the first time we spoke about this yeah. on, on the podcast and even as mates, Personal, we've never yeah, yeah. spoke about it really. No. And just on uh, talking about it and stuff like that, as I said at the start of the episode, I was pretty scared about talking about this stuff because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the fear of the unknown, basically, you know, all that kind of crack. There is four questions um, I, I do want to kind of bring up is um, moving jobs, right? So yeah. you're in a job, you have a pension with a company, you move to another job. Yeah. How do you change the pension? There? Okay, so it depends it on... It can be done, by the way. So number one, you can leave the pension behind you and just come back for it when you get to 65. Not the best option. Uh, you so can, you can leave it behind you? You can leave it behind. So the, the company, let's say you work for ABC Limited and they have a company pension plan with Zurich and you're paying in and they're paying in. You have a policy number with Zurich, that's your pension. You're the employee and that's your pension. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
you can head off and come back to Zurich at 65, giving your policy number, say, right, what's in the pension? You won't be paying any more into it. So if you leave it today as 10 grand, for, exa- for example, you it will continue to grow, hopefully, depending on the fund you're in. Uh, and you come back to 65, it won't be worth 30 grand, 50 grand, whatever it's worth. Mm-hmm. And you can access it then. And you might have 10 of them around the place, which isn't yeah. ideal, obviously. No. What you could also do is transfer it uh, to what's called a personal retirement bond. So you set up a bond for yourself with a pension company. Could PRB. Be sort of PRB, yeah. There you Cheers. go. Yeah, again, <laughs> the hang of it. Yeah. Which ass, Paul, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so from that personal retirement bond, you can put the transfer from Zurich, that 10 grand or 100 grand, whatever's in the pension, into the bond. And it's in your name. It has nothing to do with your old employer anymore. As in, their name is not it. Right. So the trustee is you now. You just look after that money. There's no other trustee involved, which is really cool. Um you can't have multiple pensions paid into there. So you might end up, like if you move job every five years, over 20 years, you'll end up with four PRBs or four yeah. company pensions. But you want this one advisor looking after them. So when you meet that advisor once a year, so we do that for multiple, for loads of clients, we'll have multiple pensions around the place and then we'll tidy them up and then sit down on a yearly basis and bring them through what they have and what it's worth. Okay. And with your employer, they can't hold on to your pension. Like, you know, if there's a, it depends on how you leave the company and stuff like that. Well, no, they can't. Actually, really good question, though. So you have to actually be over age. So you have to be in the company usually more than two years. So if you leave the company within two years, so my, say, say my, my company pension plan that I have for my employees, if somebody, if, if I pay into it, say 5% of their salary a year and they leave it in two years, I can take my contribution back. So really good question. Okay. So stay around for more than two years to make sure you get the employer's pensions. Right, contributions. Okay. That's it's a good point, actually, Paul. Uh, so that's what you can do with your, your... And it's important to look at your old company pension plans. And we do this for people nearly every day to week. People are in come had a pension plan here, have one there, what's going to do with them? And we help them find them, access them. And really cool, you're probably going to ask this, I'm guessing, yeah. is when you can access your pension. It's literally about the I knew, next yeah, question. I knew it was going to come up. And we're just connected so that way. if yeah. you, you were good like this, into it, that's, that's, that's the name. It's the name are linked. <laughs> so if you're looking to access good thing about those company pension plans is you can actually ask them, access them from 50 okay? okay not the best thing to do but you can so in some cases in the financial planning world we would take someone's pension from a previous company access it get them out tax free cash you can usually access 25% of your fund tax free so someone had a really good fund a really big fund maybe say three, four hundred grand at 50 yeah. you could access maybe a hundred grand tax free cash pay off their mortgage if their mortgage is low enough and then recycle the mortgage contributions back into a new pension and get your tax relief. Wow. So there's loads of cool, I know I sound yeah, like a nerd okay, saying yeah. this, but there is genuinely loads of cool financial planning stuff you can do once you have an advisor good. which knows their stuff yeah. uh, and knows you and what your circumstances. That's why pension should be part of a financial plan because you need, like say, say you're going for a mortgage and you want it, your repayments are till 70, you want to make sure your pension plan is maybe access to 65 and your tax-free cash clears your mortgage then. Yeah. And you can show people that. And then they don't mind having a 70 or a pension, a, a mortgage to 70. And it takes the pressure off them paying a higher repayment now. So you have more time and more money now in their financial plan. So it's all linked together, Paul. I know that it's, it's people get it's hard to believe, but a pension is very, very rarely just isolate there's pension advice for a client. You know, we'd always say to a client, that we need to see the overall financial plan. So, What's your mortgage, your kids, what other assets have you got? Uh, have you got investment properties? Like, what's going on in your life? And where's the pension sitting into this? Yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense to do it and get that 700 grand and talk about this how you're on. Mm. So, but you want to see how you're accessing it, when you're accessing it. Like, should you access it at 60? If you're accessing it at 60, it's probably only going to be worth 500 grand. But that's okay if it's going to clear the mortgage or get you out of work early. So, there's yeah. just so many things to consider. Okay. That you need to sit down with somebody for an hour that's going to look at it from a financial planning point of view rather than a pension sale point of view because the pension is just a product it's a deadly product 
from the revenue commissioners that's qualifying for massive tax relief, but it needs to fit your financial plan. Brilliant. And that's so important. That's it great. Is. And then, it's, it's not as scary when you say it that way. No, There's it's not. A lot of different options that well, you can go through, yeah. And then just to bear in mind, their company pensions, Paul, that can be accessed from 50. If you have a personal pension plan, you have to be 60 to access it. Okay. So as I say, it depends on what type of pension plans you have as well. Okay. And just have, um, you know, for people who have a lot of friends who don't have mortgages, don't have pensions, living in, living renting or even at home trying to save, or I say at home if they have a home to go to, as in their parents, whatever. What do you do then? You don't have a mortgage, you don't have a pension. What do you What you do then is not panic. And you have to prioritize. Yeah. And you have to prioritize the house. I'm sorry, but you have to have a house. And you have to have a house. I mean, I'd rather be I'd rather be there's no point in having a five hundred grand pension fund and having no house. Because mm-hmm. all that money's gonna go on rent. Yeah. There's no point in having it. So and this is again why financial planning is so important. You sit down with somebody to financially plan that because you're better off getting the mortgage in place. Your main in that situation whether it's five years or 10 years time is to get a mortgage and get a house and get it paid by 70. Simple. That's it. Right. And then come back to me or somebody in five years time or 10 years time and then look at the pension. Great. But it's a, there's no point in putting money into a pension plan without having a, you know, a house. In my opinion. Okay. You know, now you can do both like if you're young enough. Do you know what I mean? So, the best 20s. thing is, yeah, you're but saying don't panic. Which don't is, panic. Don't is panic. what I need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just before, uh, it's a, the, the government is bringing something in in 2024. Tell well, us about that. Let's have a chat about that. That's called auto enrollment. Uh, you see this, it worked very, very well in the state, in, sorry, in Australia, uh, superannuations. Yeah. It worked very, very well in the UK as well. Um, I think they're not going to introduce in 2024. Why? Because we're not going to be able to force so it, the, the problem with auto-enrollment is auto-enrollment is where they put everybody automatically into a pension through work. The employee pays, the employer pays, and the government pays, okay? Right. Um, and it starts off really low, like 1%, 1% of your salary, and it tops up to hopefully about 10 or 12% over five or six years or nine years. We have just come out of COVID-19. We're yeah. just in the middle of a massive cost of living increase. And the fact that the government think that they can put the ownership on the employers. Now, we have a company pension plan. I think it's great. We love looking after staff and having company pension plans. But you look at all the restaurants, all the smaller trades, all people that are really struggling to keep their business afloat and now saying, by the way, you have to put money into every single one of your employers, employees' pensions. It's not going to happen. So you're going to find out the opt-out is going to be very high because people can opt. So you're automatically enrolled and you have to opt-out. So the idea is in those other jurisdictions like Australia work really, really well. People go in, they stay in, they understand it. Now, the government's not responsible for timing this because, you know, we have a war in Europe. We have the biggest cost of living crisis probably ever seen by this government. Um, so it's just unfortunate. But I do think, and I would probably, honestly, if I was an advisor to governments, I would be telling them to hold off. As much as they won't want to, because I think of it as a failure, they need to hold off, in my opinion, for at least another year or two. Because you're going to have a higher opt-out. And once it has a higher opt-out, everybody opts out and it fails. So you're better off trying... Now, the government will say there's never a good time to do it. So there'll be another excuse the year after. Yeah, yeah. And, another, and there will be, and there's always going to be that. Unfortunately, we missed it. We should have done this in 2018, 2017. We should have been doing this. Yeah. So we've missed that opportunity. So I think they need to leave it. I don't think they're going to bring it in in 2024 unless we do a massive decrease in cost of living in this country. You know, the Eurozone has a massive problem on its hands with inflation and that doesn't come under control by 2023. I don't think there's a physical possibility that the government could introduce in 2024. So, so auto-enrollment. Auto yeah, auto-enrollment. I've heard yeah. the phrase used a few times. Yeah. It's, it's a kind of thing where you go, well, if I 
if I'm walking out the door now to get a pension, will I wait? Will I hang on? No, I wouldn't. I genuinely wouldn't. If you can afford a pension in today's environment, you can afford that 50 quid or 70 yeah, quid yeah. a week or whatever it and is. And if I do get a pension, so say I got a pension yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going, oh shit, what's this auto-enrollment thing? I'm going to yeah. get some anyway. Well, so. you're better off, in my opinion, you're going to get the ta- at, and, and the current pension plan, you're up to, four, if you're on the higher rate of income tax, you're going to get the 40% anyway. It's actually going to beat the auto-enrollment. It'll take a long time for auto-enrollment to build up to that higher level right, of relief. Yeah, okay. So you're actually better off in the personal pension plan getting your tax on it. Okay. Uh, um, enrollment is a good idea, but really, auto enrollment is actually really good for gig economies or yeah, people that are part time workers or moving from job to job yeah. where a lot of be enrolled in something where there's something going in. And it is a really good idea. It's just going to be, you couldn't time it. But again, government, ministers, ivory towers, it's always going to be an excuse, mm-hmm. but easy for them to say. Really hard for employers. Like, really hard. And employees aren't going to go in for it. I mean, how could you ask someone today to put money into the. Like, and they're looking at that lower. Like, it's really good for those lower income because if you look at the kind of middle to higher income, they're probably in pensions and they're probably in company pension plans. Yeah. And they're the ones that can afford it. You're going to go to the people that are on the lower wages and the jobs are set typically yeah. less secure that need the money because they're probably renting and they're probably getting hammered by the cost of living. Yeah. So you're going to the wrong demographic. I just think it's going to fail. Now, Different question. If I murder someone or say I get away with it, can I access their pension? <laughs> no. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Sorry, the one thing I will say in that, last thing, is when, I, when you've asked me some really good questions, and I just one of the questions I get asked all the time to people is what happens if I die? Well, this is what I was getting Well, funding the pension. Yeah. Uh, and that is that it does go tax-free to your, your spouse if you're married or it goes if into you're your married. estate. If you're married. Or it goes to your or estate your anyway. Oh, okay. But there might be tax to pay inheritance tax rules. But if you are married, it just goes tax-free to your spouse. Mm-hmm. So if you get to 65 uh, and you've got that 712 grand you mentioned earlier on, yeah. and you die at 64, it's worth 700 grand, that full 700 grand goes tax free to your spouse so be careful that you don't that's get pushed down the stairs yeah that's a big yeah. incentive yeah big incentive okay. different podcast twist though big time <laughs> okay Paul so I uh, just want to recap on some of the stuff you said there don't panic there's loads of time probably if you're under 50 years of age if you're over 50 years of age wouldn't say panic but start being a little bit more concerned about it uh, and if you're 60 I'll be getting advice off somebody ASAP 60 or 65 but if you haven't got a pension plan yet uh, but otherwise I'd encourage everybody to reach out and speak to a financial planner and be able to get an hour on your life because a pension forms part of your overall financial plan and it will be for you or against you depending on where you are in life and it's okay not to have a pension is really what I want to get across here yeah. but you should be thinking about it at some stage in the future and we hope we've educated you somewhat on pensions in this session yeah big time thanks man thanks cheers Thanks for listening to the Two Pauls on a Pod podcast. If you've liked what you've heard today, please don't forget to subscribe to more episodes. We'd love to hear from our listeners. So if you have any financial questions or if you have feedback from the show, just go to askpaul.ie or check out Paul's Instagram account on Ask Paul. 